Um, yeah, I mean, she's got kind of got a case of a grumbly tummy, and she's a little hungry, but yeah, she wants to head to the infirmary, she wants to... She feels bad. For all she knows, she completely misinterpreted the situation, and she's actually caused someone a great deal of trouble. And they might, they might be very, very ill now, because she didn't help them when they asked. She'd tell Anders, I just want to get more information about this. But like, deep down, she feels bad. She feels bad. So, you've spent the last hour or so essentially, like, waiting in line at the infirmary. Um, So you see a lot of people, interestingly, very few gray robes, but you see a lot of green robes and gold robes, no red robes. But you see a lot of them sort of, like, talking to one another, sort of laughing with one another. No one seems to be in a particularly bad bind, but there are a lot of them. Like, a surprisingly large number of them. You don't really recognize him, but you do vaguely recognize Zen Brett. Oh. As one of the the men in black who was investigating um, the murder. How is he just further along in line? Is he kind of in front? Is he... So you you had gotten into this waiting area when you went to see Mickey Larson, and basically the thing between you and the infirmary proper are two heavily armed guards in body armor. My favorite. <laughs> okay, cool. So they're in the waiting room. Jen's in the waiting room. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, she sidles on up to him and goes, Ah, fancy seeing you here, is it? You're off day. Yeah, actually. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. In the infirmary waiting room. What an odd place to hang out, my beautiful friend. You, you're quite beautiful yourself. Just, you know, just here. Need to pick up, uh, just pick up my prescription. Just need to get a refill. Ah, I see. I see. You've not got any, got anyone you're visiting while you're here? Oh, no, 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 no. I have no one to visit. Wait, what are you, what are you doing here? Oh, well, the guy that recruited me, he's taken a turn for the worse. Um, I, I just wanted to see he's all right, that's all. Oh. I don't know what the pol- policy on visitors is, so but I'm going to find out. I imagine it's quite... And she looks over at the, the armed guards. I imagine it's quite stringent. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, who, who recruited you? Oh, Mickey Larson. And at Mickey Larson, he, his face kind of goes pale, and he, he kind of quirks his head to the side. Mickey Larson recruited you? Yeah. I mean... Every time I tell someone, they act really shocked. Like, he didn't seem that bad a guy. Like, what am I missing? I feel left out. Mickey Larson hasn't... Well, I I guess I was wrong because he recruited you. But as far as I knew, Mickey Larson hasn't recruited anyone. Uh, Well, I guess strangest things have happened. Here I am. (laughs) Oh, then I'm really, I'm really sorry. Mickey's kind of in a bad place right now. Yeah, I heard. I didn't hear many details. I just heard that things weren't looking so good and I just wanted to, you know, check in on him and make sure it you know, you know how it is. So Zen is in a gold robe. Oh dear. (laughs) I don't know, sometimes people just try to rush things, right? Mickey, Mickey was that way. Tried to rush things? Oh really? I didn't, I didn't take him as the sort, I mean it took him so long to recruit me, I didn't take him as the sort that would rush things. And maybe that's why, right, you know, his, the organization gave him, you know, his, his job was to recruit people and he wasn't doing so great at that. And so, you know, people try to take shortcuts. On the path to enlightenment, there are no shortcuts. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right about that. And he looks away from you a little bit and, and he looks back. Do me a solid and do me a knowledge roll of a eight. Knowledge me. Oh, six, seven, eight. Eight, exactly. You hear the sound of servos? So, of servos. Like, like small, just tiny, like you hear a mechanical sound, right? Like small motors, like whizzing and buzzing around. Like, like, and you can't quite place where, but you definitely hear it. And, and, and well, you can sort of place where. It's coming from Zen. Whenever he does it, he seems a little embarrassed. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> Karen gets a hunch and she's just gonna go with it. Are you alright? Are you okay? 
Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, there's no need to be, you know, we're all, we're all beautiful people here. He, he kind of gives a hollow laugh at that. It's like, it's just kind of hard to keep up sometimes, you know. But obviously, I managed, right? Like, or I wouldn't be here. I mean, look at how far you've come. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're here to see Mickey. You didn't hurt yourself. Oh no, no, no. I'm. I mean, I've been staying out of trouble. Um. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> Your friend seems to have a little harder time with that. Yeah, he's, uh, it's how he's always been. I mean, you know, God love him, but, um, yeah, it's always kind of been us against the world kind of thing. Oh, I get that. I get that. The, the organization's kind of, yeah, you know how things are now. What, has there been more developments or... I mean, I just started a couple of days ago, so, like, I'm a little behind, I feel. Oh, you, di- you didn't hear? Should I have heard? There's going to be... Oh, I, I don't even know if I should be telling you this. I guess it doesn't matter. I mean, anyone with a TV would, would have heard by now. I mean, we don't really have... I've not... We've... We, I mean, well, our, our cable got cut right before we, you know, came out here. I mean, we've not been watching a lot of TV for a while, like... We're... They're going to have a hearing on Android rights. Oh, oh, that. Oh, right. I I might have heard someone mention something about that. Like, Android. Wow. Really? Wow. I mean, that's that's big. That's really big. And I think we're going to be able to do something this time. I think when we show them what we have, they're not going to be able to deny it anymore. Oh. When, when, When are they having the hearing? It's soon, right? In a couple of weeks, I mean, she already left to get things started. And she left? Oh, I see, of course. Her big project, right? <laughs> he kind of laughs. It's like, how do you know about that? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make friends fast here. Well, we'll keep it quiet. I don't want you to get in trouble. No, oh, okay. I had no idea, of course. I'll, I'll keep it under my hat. Great. Yeah, no, she left and it looks like they're going to hear us. Wow, that's that's huge. And he seems really kind of choked up by this, and it's like it's been it's been a long time coming, and we're gonna do it this time. Right. Well, yeah. Sh- show them all. Show the world. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? And you hear someone at a counter somewhere call your name. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll I'll catch you later. Um, stay out of trouble. <laughs> I'll work on it. You make sure your friend doesn't go around punching any more people, right? I will do my best. I will do my best. All right, bye. And she kind of hurries along to the counter because that she she has, is under no illusions that she can control in any way. Anders, <laughs> Anders will do what he thinks is best, and she trusts his judgment. So you see a sharply dressed gentleman that is not wearing a robe of any kind who looks to be probably Aegis security rather than a member of the cult and he kind of looks at you he's like do you need something? uh yeah I I'm new so I don't know what the visitor policy is but I wanted to see Mickey Larson because he recruited me and I hear he's in a bad way oh yeah I, I mean I guess I guess That'd be okay. We don't... Oh, okay. This place is kind of weird. We usually don't get people visiting. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I'm just going to go ask if he wants to see you. I mean, I don't want to... Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Yeah, tell him it's Izzy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, That's fine. And he just sort of, like, runs runs into the room, and he's there for maybe a couple of minutes, and he comes back out, and he's like, Are you sure it was Mickey Larson? Um, yeah, that's what he told me his name was. Like... Are there, are there more than one Mickey? Like, oh no, Mickey's in there. He he just didn't seem all that excited to see you. Yeah, no. Well, he's. I, I guess he's been through a lot, hasn't he? I mean, he's. Yeah, yeah. That guy's. Yeah, and he kind of looks away a little bit. I mean, if now's a bad time, I can come back later. Like, I just, I just wanted to say hi, let him know I'm thinking of him, that we're all thinking of him. Give me a social roll of a nine. Okay, so social is five with the five on the d10. That is a ten. 
perfect. He looks at you and he's like, yeah, I mean, like, he's pretty, he's on a lot of painkillers, so maybe, maybe you didn't hear me right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you can go in I there. I mean, the last time I was on painkillers, I didn't know down from up. Right, yeah, you, you go in there, right? And, uh... Oh, just, just, just beyond the armed guards, or is there another entrance? No, no, yeah, you can go that way. I mean, don't worry about that. Like, you would be surprised at how many people try to break into this place. Really? I would never would have guessed. He looks at you as if he's going to say something, like, mean about the cult, and then he sees your robe. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the way it is around here, right? How strange! I never would have thought. Well, thank you for your help, and I'll see you around, alright? And he just sort of waves you by. She heads towards the armed guards. The armed guards look at you, and... They look over to the guy by the counter, he gives them a thumbs up, they shrug, and they put their hand against one of the panels. There's a little biometric kind of whirring sound, and the door swings open, and you enter the room. Inside the room, you see the same things you saw on your visit. You see this big case full of medications, you see a bunch of like really complicated surgical equipment. Um, you, but this time you see a lot of people sort of like meandering around, a lot of, a lot of gold rope and a smattering of green cloaks, and they all seem to be talking to very sort of like happy-looking, fresh-faced doctor types in the same kind of research kind of uniform, the same kind of lab coats that you saw in the research facility. No one seems that out of sorts, um, but you do spot Mickey, and he's uh, laying down on a on a table and there's sort of a curtain that's just open enough for you to see that he's there, but you can't really get it, get good eyes. Yeah, no, Caro would just carry on over to the curtain and kind of, she wouldn't open the curtain, she'd kind of, she'd make the motion of knocking and but say, knock, knock, guess who? What are you doing here? Can I come in so we can talk? I guess there's nothing I can do to stop you. Good, so I can come in. All right, then. And she just sort of goes to kind of pull the curtain back. When you pull back the curtain, you see Mickey Larson. Or approximately half of Mickey Larson. Oh! <laughs> From the torso down, you notice that he's missing two legs. That's all of his legs! <laughs> More concerning to you is that you see those legs sort of hanging on these complicated sort of trellis-like device next to the bed, and it's plugged into a series of very complicated-looking computers. And all of the computers have these red lights on them, showing error messages and all sorts of other things. Uh, Mickey himself looks terrible. He looks like a, a man who has been in bed for, for a very long time and is suffering from a fairly significant infection of some kind. And he, he looks up over to you and he's like, what do you want? Caro is obviously kind of shocked at the scene and she doesn't know where to look. And she kind of remembers herself enough to close the curtain behind her. And uh, is there like a seat nearby she can take? Yeah, there's one metal seat nearby. Right, uh, she's like trying to look everywhere that isn't Mickey Larson right now. Um, uh, so she kind of takes a seat and goes, okay, I'll, I'll make this quick. Uh, I heard you were in a bad way and, well, I wanted to visit. And then my colleague told me more about that thing you asked for and told me what it was. And that's why I'm here. Oh, wow. Um, you could have just told me you needed it really badly, uh... I thought I made that pretty clear to you. I feel like we weren't quite on the same page. Uh... Well... Now you're in the best place for it, right? Uh, are they... They're kicking me out tomorrow. Kicking you out? What? They're kicking me out. When you couldn't get me what I needed, I tried to get it myself. Oh... And they caught me. Right! Okay. Huh. 
I see. Okay, she, she'll start babbling about, like, look, there was... I had to do a favour for Luca, and that took me out of the game for, like, two days, and I'm... I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. Who did you have to do a favour for? Luca. Luca Rojas. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Wait. You're... You're in with Luca Rojas already? In with is a strong term. I mean, I'm having to tolerate his presence at present. Uh, You're in a lot of trouble. Believe me, I know. But what do you know? Humor me. I mean, <laughs> I guess what do I have to lose, right? Oh, wait, my legs. That's what I have to lose. That's, yeah, no, when you put it like that, sorry, sorry, I even asked. Uh, I, I was all tied up, and I really didn't mean this for this to happen. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this is, this is a bit, this is a bit shit, and I'm sorry about your legs. That's really gonna help me walk again. Is there anything I can do for you in this time of need? Oh, uh, yeah, you can, uh, you, you can do me a big favor. Go on. Lay it on me. Okay. You see those legs up there? You can take them from up there. You can sneak them out of the compound. You can come back. You can drag me out with you. You can find an incredibly expensive biosurgeon. And then you can have them reattach it to me. Oh yeah, and pay for the next ten years of of my anti-rejection medication. I, I don't think I can do that all in the deadline and the time you have. I didn't think so. Well, I thought it was worth asking. But, uh, I understand you had a chat with Helen. Uh, is that true? Why are they protecting you? Beats me. <laughs> Beats me. Probably not for any good reasons. If Luke is involved, that's definitely true. Well, I'm sorry to have caused you more trouble. Um... Listen, I'll be I'm going to tell you something, okay? I'm all ears, like, deserve whatever words you have. Did you talk to the dead girl? No, I, I didn't get a chance to before she passed away, no. Before she was murdered, I should say. What do you think of this place? What do I think of this place? There is an extremely good chance that that there are cameras in this room that are very real. <laughs> She'd probably be of the opinion, even in such a situation as this, that it would be indelicate to just, you know, fire off a stream of expletives <laughs> in this confined space. So, you know, she'd probably be like, what do I think of this place? Oh, oh, I'm sure I'll learn to love it here. She kind of just smiles wryly. Has anyone ever told you you're a liar? I seem to not be able to go a day without people telling me that. In this place, people have a way of discovering the truth. I see. I mean, I kind of figured that as much already. Is it is it is it a prosthetic thing, or is it just a unknowable thing that you either know or you don't? He he actually laughs out loud. If I knew anything about that, I wouldn't be here right now. There is something I do know, though. You ever been up to floor three? The answer's no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, my room's on floor three. There's something in there that you might be interested in. I don't know, I've just got this... We met under interesting circumstances, and I get this sense that maybe... You know, I'm not going to be here, so... Maybe it's something you want. You have no reason to help me, and yet... I mean, you've gone up in my estimations, I'll give you that much. Oh, I don't want to help you. I'm just pretty sure if you go into my room and find what's there, if you can find what's there, you'll die all the quicker. I'm gonna take my leave. It's been lovely to see you, Mickey, and we're all wishing you the best, you know, for a speedy recovery. See you soon! And she just leaves. <laughs> So, for the sake of expedience, he kind of reaches into his, like, coat, like, not really coat, but sort of, like, pocket, and pulls out this 
data device that you, he definitely should not have. And he hands it to you. Oh! In fact, he pretty deftly manages to sort of slip it to you, like in a way that feels like someone who's done stuff like this before. She kind of mutters over her shoulder, like, well, you really have it in for me, and just leaves. What do you do? Uh, well, first I try and kind of conceal that device as quickly as possible, and just kind of carry on as though we had a lovely conversation, that everything's hunky-dory, and that Mickey's gonna be okay, and leave the infirmary as quickly as possible without raising suspicion. The guards do not care that you are there. They, they just sort of, like, wave you on. Ugh. Yeah, no, so she she leaves, um, and she's kind of like, yeah, well, that's some new information I should probably share with my colleague and partner in crime. So yeah, she would, her instinct would be, right, regroup, debrief, and kind of see what the situation is. So let's say you, you and Anders meet up, and let's call it 5.30. Anders is looking very hangdog at this point. Well... We should probably go see. Um, just come with me. Uh, sure. Okay, let's... Yeah. Uh, he walks with you to the elevator, back to the lobby area. There's a bunch of people milling about. You know, some of them are in cloaks, some of them aren't. You know, people are talking. There's androids down there. And in that sort of, like, tiny corner of the room that no one's paying attention to, that broom closet that's just sort of off to the side... He, you know, hits, hit, hits a few buttons, and it swings open, and luck of luck, Rocco, no kids Bagney, is, is just sort of sitting in there, like, typing on a laptop. Yay! Like before, you see all kinds of, like, sensor jamming devices all over the place, and Rocco looks up to you and's like, Hey kids, haven't seen you in a while. Buddy, Hi! You, you two look kind of mess. Oh, it's uh, it's been a long couple of days. Oh, I've got I've got some hey. stuff for you guys, by the way. Um, oh. but we we should probably not talk about it um right now. Um, is there is there something I can do for you? We found some data thing, and he looks over. and He's like, "All right, let me take a look at it." Um, yeah, no, Caro will hand it to him because she has no idea what it, what it is, whether it's that important. And she trusts, she trusts good old Rocco, no kids Bagney. Rocco um, takes out his phone. It's like, kids and I went to the water park last week. Oh, it's what, that new place that opened a few hours from the yeah, office? Yeah, yeah, really. I had a lot of fun. And he gives this, like, really sad kind of look to you. What's weird is that this is the future and so his laptop is basically what we would consider like a like a server farm it's it's an incredibly powerful <laughs> computer for for something that size and yeah. it starts sort of like beeping and booping a little bit it comes back and it's like huh that's that's not a positive noise is it a positive I noise i mean just kind of strange Strange how? I mean, a lot. we've seen a lot of strange, haven't we, Anders? Uh, strange how? I mean, there's a lot of information here. Uh, most of it's stuff we know, uh, so no joy there. But, uh, I don't know. Let me see your wrist real quick. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, here it is. And he, he takes a little scanner device from it, and he kind of, like, plugs it into his computer... And he, like, fishes around on your wrist until he finds where the little pin is. And he sort of, like, scans it over. And you feel kind of this tiny electric jolt. And he does the same to Anders. And it's like, huh. Well, part of it's a door key. Which is interesting. Like, and, he, and he's talking about the thing that Mickey yeah. gave her, yeah. right? Okay. And the other part of it is... I don't know, like, I've never seen encryption like this, not outside of the company. Huh. 
Huh. Whatever this opens, let me tell you, uh, it's important to that person. But I, I got a little bit of bad news for you. Uh, you two fine, fine agents. That that little that little uh, that little boost I gave your key that's gonna let you get let you up to the third floor. I think. I think. I don't know. It's real hard to tell. This thing is is eating its own yeah. tail at this point. That's gonna self destruct pretty soon. Um, and you don't wanna find yourself up there when your key stops working. Okay. We should uh, probably make haste. There is there's something in that room. I don't know. There's there's something up there for you. I'm gonna let you guys go. I'm gonna be here for another day or so. So if you can you can drop by, maybe we can do a little bit of commerce. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm gonna give you one roll. And we're both going to make it against a DC 10 of perception to see if we can sneak to the elevator we are definitely not supposed to be on. So do a perception with a DC of 10. The D10 rolled a 4, so that's a 6 total. Darn it. I rolled a 9, which is a near miss. So here's how this is going to play out. I'm going to give you a choice. You know that this key is going to be dead very soon. And Anders, Anders gets caught on a camera. That is clear. All they know is that you're by an elevator you're not supposed to be at. You, on the other hand, will be seen by at least one of those people in the green robes who saw you earlier. No! If you continue from this point. If you do not continue from this point, Anders, like you're both caught by cameras. There, someone somewhere, assuming those cameras are real in that area, will will see this, no matter what, that you were by the elevator. But maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe you're just by the elevator. Who cares? They don't know where you're going. Yeah. But if you do not, if you keep going, one of the guys in the green robes will follow you upstairs. Cameras are, like, really obvious, aren't they? But they might not be real. Like, you don't know. Ah. Uh. I'm trying to do this without metagaming because... You have no reason, you failed, it was a critical failure. You have no reason to believe you're being tailed. You think you are, in fact, you, because it was so bad, you think you're stealthy. I'm doing the you're creep, doing the creep again. <laughs> oh, bless, okay. I think there's one thing we've established, Caro is not cut out for stealth at all, but she doesn't know that. Maybe she needs to learn a lesson. I think she'd probably just kind of like grab Anders' sh- sort of shoulder and be like, just go for it, just go for it, man. Awesome. Okay, let's play this forward. All right, you guys, for the, like, you you run your hand along the, the little thing and it works and you're able to go up to the third level. Nothing else works. You try it and, and nothing else will work. When you get to the third level, it's pretty quiet because it's in the middle of the evening. People are out and about in the, in the rest of the sort of organization. But what this really looks like to you is a bunch of, you know, residence hall, just a dorm, essentially. Rocco has sort of transferred some data to your phone, and you know that it's room, like, 306 that you need to go to. Give me a perception roll of seven. Oh, gosh. Caro, what are you doing? Go home, you're drunk. Um, so, Grace 2 plus 1 on the G10... That's a three. She, she's not seeing awesome. anything. She thinks she is the stealthiest ninja. So Anders does notice. I think we're being followed. What do you want to do? I can hold him up. And you can go ahead. No. You go. I'll hold him up. I'm not going to give you that choice. Oh. Oh, okay. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to give you two choices. Choice number one. You both can go back there and try to explain yourself to the person who's who's following you. Choice number two, I'll give you three. You both can go forward and try to figure out what's going on. And choice number three would be you can send Anders back to, to try to distract this person. Like, Caro is failing these roles, so she has no reason to believe she's actually being followed. Like, maybe Andrews is being paranoid, etc. So she doesn't even know where to go back to. 
Alright, uh, then just press on, try and get to the room as quickly as possible. So <laughs> exciting. Okay, um, you make it to room 306. Close the door behind Wait, you. Wait, I mean, are you gonna use the key? <laughs> yes, use the key. You oh. hear a sound, but it's not... Give me a knowledge roll of nine. Six, seven, eight, damn it. The door's not opening the way that the door should open if you were the person who's supposed to be opening the door. You, you feel like, you feel the same way that you feel like when you're hacking a door. So you and Anders are standing there. Um, at this point, you can hear footsteps behind you. And Anders is like looking over to you. It's like, all right, what are we going to do? Just get inside. And okay, so you, you, you both go inside. So what do you try to do to the door? Is it opening slowly? Door's wide is open it... at this point. Door's wide open. I'm going to regret this. But, like, push it too. So you're trying to close it? What are you trying to do? Yes, try and close the door so that they don't know which room we've gone into. This is going to go horribly wrong. I just... Door closes, but does not lock. And the outside of the door, the biometric panel that usually glows sort of yellow to show the door is locked, is glowing bright red and flashing. There's something wrong. It's like an error code on the door. All right, you're inside of a room. Yes. Um, and the room is pretty sparse on this level. It's not It's not that large. You see a bed that looks pretty comfortable. You see a small kitchenette that looks, you know, like you can make some meals in here, but it's nothing fancy. You see a couch. Um, you see a tablet that looks very similar to the ones you've seen floating around here before. Definitely taking that. And you see a footlocker that's very similar to the one sitting at the head of your bed. And that is locked by the same kind of biometric lock that your footlockers are locked by. Which one do you investigate first? Like at the back of my head, something nasty is in that footlocker. So I'll investigate the tablet first. So you pick up the tablet and the footsteps are getting louder. Um, what what do you try to do? Can we stow the tablet? Sure. Stow the tablet and investigate the footlocker? I'm going to say either you or Anders has enough space somewhere to be able to hide the tablet somewhere. Caro will try and stow away the tablet in her giant pockets that she's very pleased about having. So you take the tablet, which means that you have, there's the couch, there's the bed, there's a kitchenette, and there's a uh, footlocker. What do you do next? Open the footlocker. How do you try to open the footlocker? I had a feeling you'd ask me that. So, like, Mickey said, it might make you, like, might help you die quicker. And that stuck with Kara, because she doesn't want to die. So... I don't know, like, she tries and does this weird thing where she's kind of reaching around from the side to kind of, so she's not, like, standing in front of the opening of the footlocker in case something jumps out, something nasty, I don't know. Like, she has this idea, like, she still thinks she's being stealthy, McStealtherson, um, and, you know, she's not cottoned on that she's not quite as stealthy as she thinks, so, I don't know, she's kind of got this, like, Mission Impossible music in her head. <laughs> And she's trying to open it, and she thinks she's, like, dead clever by not opening it front on. I'm going to give you a choice. You can either have Anders help you with the locker, or position Anders by the door to try to intercept the person. I'm going to regret whatever decision I make, but I think the most sensible at this point is, please stand by the door. Okay, that's an interesting choice. Thank Um, you. Okay, (laughs) so let's look at this, let's look at this locker. So, do you try the biometric lock? Seems to be the only option. Um, unless it's already open, but I doubt it is. Uh- <laughs> so, you try to use the key. Give your... the tablet rings. Oh! Okay, what does the tablet say? Uh, she kind of fishes it out of her pocket and quickly has a look at it. Someone's knocking at the door. Do you keep going? Do you tell Anders anything? Do you- keep going, keep going. Cool. Just- Let's, let's find out what we can find out. The tablet is asking for a name. What name do you put in? What, like a username? Nope, just a, just like, it looks like a name. And it looks like two names, in fact. 
Okay, so like a first name, last name. Right. Oh, God. So, so she tries Mickey Larson. The tablet glows green. Okay, that's good, right? I mean, maybe. I don't know. So at this point, someone is turning the handle of the door. Anders looks over to you, and he runs his finger across his throat. That doesn't necessarily mean kill the person, but it does mean, like, take this person down. Or he points to the bed, which is like, either hide or try to take this guy down. What do you tell him? Take him down, stuff him under the bed. <laughs> okay, so so you want him to take him down. Yes, please. If he feels he's up to it, so go for it. He saw Caro, but he did not see Anders. Give me a DC that is... He's unarmed and untrained, but give me a DC... And he's surprised. And he is surprised. <laughs> so give me a DC that is slightly more than sort of a low-level DC, just because he's also... He's, he's ready to fight. So this would be a strength uh, roll. Would that be fair to... Yeah, that would be a fair roll. Okay. So let's say... Seven. Wow, you got very lucky. So it's a ten. Uh, so the man in the green road, who will remain unnamed for the moment, steps inside and in, for Flash, he sees you sitting by this locker. But before he's able to scream, like, shout, Anders, like, whips around from behind the door and puts a hand over his mouth, kicks out his leg, and, like, runs his elbow into his shoulder. The man falls like a sack of potatoes and is currently unconscious. But Anders tells you that there's a very good chance that he's not alone in this. So I'd probably hurry up whatever you're doing. Yep, okay, yes, thank you. Thanks, you, you've always got my back. Uh, the pad is asking for a word. Single word. A single word? Oh, gosh. I should have gotten to know this guy way more before I told him to have a nice life, whatever is left of it. Uh, I'm going to throw you a solid. And do give me a knowledge roll of ten. Knowledge roll of 10, okay. Down. Uh, six, seven, eight. The word has between five and eight letters. You you do a little bit of hacking magic and you're able to, to figure out that the word sits somewhere in there. You, you hear another set of footsteps. Like, literally, all she can think of is alamide. So she tries that. There's a red light. Damn it. But now you know that it is between six and eight letters. Six and eight letters. Oh, my God. Footsteps are getting louder. Anders is signaling. Do you want, do you want him Gosh. to try to take this guy down, or are we going to hide? I think it's time to hide and get out of there. Come back to this later. Like, she hasn't a clue. And with these things, you only get a set amount of uh, password tries before. Actually, I'll give you I'll give you one more option. You can actually call Anders over and have him give it a try. But he's not going to be by the door. I will also tell you with great certainty that there is going to be a role that that makes me have to decide whether or not this your key runs out and this door just locks on you, even if you hide. And there will be very real consequences for that, so... Let's just hide. Let's just hide. Interesting. Okay. Like, let's just hide. Like, let's... let's we're gonna cockroach our way through okay. this. Okay, <laughs> let's, uh, give me... We're both gonna do a perception... Okay, I'm gonna be fair. What are you going to do with that body? The body? I did ask... I did ask... I just to stuff him oh, under the you? bed. Oh, did you? I said, take him out and stuff oh, him under the bed. let's say that Andrew did that. <laughs> let's say that before the walking even happened. Okay. So are you also going to be under the bed with this unconscious person? <laughs> Three under the bed and the little one said, roll oh, This is like a twin sure, bed. It's... So I'm going to say that... Like, you can probably fit under there, right. but Anders is going to have to hide somewhere else. 
Uh, I could make myself really small. Okay. I'm going to say that you have an easier hiding spot. So I'm going to say, give me a DC of eight for your stealth. Okay. Oh gosh. And this is a grace roll, right? Sure is. I'm going to do a DC of 10 for mine. Ooh, that's not great. No, no. So our grace is a flat two, but she also got a five, so that's six, seven. So yours is a near, your, yours is a near miss. Um, instead of getting 10, I got an eight, so mine is a full miss. So Anders is hiding in the kitchen. Um, and he's hiding behind a counter, but his head is slightly peeking out from the counter. You are slightly more hidden. So a guy comes in and he's looking around the room and you recognize that he's another of the three people who are who are spreading who are talking about those rumors and he looks a little bit like eh, kind of confused but he's like hey and he doesn't even say a name it's like are you in here like what are you doing up here and he seems to be looking for his friends it's like what's wrong with the door that's kind of weird and he steps inside and he sees Anders peeking out. I'm going to I'm going to give you a choice. He does not see you. You can attempt a takedown from where you are right now, which will be against a strength advantage. Uh, yes. No, no you will not because he does not see you. He is focused on Anders. In fact, you will get one advantage. Oh. You can do a takedown with one advantage. If you fail, he's going to see both of you. Um, if you succeed, you're going to be able to take him down, or you can let him, you can let him spot Anders. No, that's not fair. <laughs> it's us against the world, Seth. Um, okay. Uh, she's panicking. She's going to attempt to take this guy down. Yeah, I mean, this, if this guy, if the last guy was untrained, this guy's even more untrained. Do a takedown oh, roll of seven, and it's going to be strength with an advantage of one. So, strength plus one. Strength is my dump stat. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Strength one plus advantage one plus two on the die. That's four. Oh, my oh, this is awful. God, this is amazing. All right, let's play this out. This is awful. So, so Caro <laughs> attempts some some ninja crap, and she sort of slides out from under the bed and tries to take the guy's legs out from under him, but it fails miserably. And the guy basically sees her, like, coming out. She's too slow, and... Kara, and he kicks Caro hard across the face. He hasn't quite seen Ooh. you yet. So take one point of health damage. That is fair enough. But he does it in sort of this reflex, right? Someone's trying to like grab him by the legs and he sort of just like kicks out. So it's not like a very trained action. And with that, unless you say something, well, no, I don't even think you have time. I think it's, I think it's a problem right now. Give me a combat DC on this guy. A combat DC? Oh, wow! It's been a while since we did combat. Uh... It's not quite combat yet, because you've you've at least interrupted him. Um, give me. I just want a combat DC. Well, he's not trained, and he's not wearing armor, so I'd say eight. I think you're right. Cool. So, Anders, in a flash, a blade comes from his boot. And it goes sailing through the air and catches the guy full in the shoulder. I rolled a 14. So. Wow! So it's a critical hit. So tell me what happens. It's a critical hit and it gets him in the shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. So, like, he's kicked something and he knows he's kicked something. So his, his gaze is averted. And then suddenly. He hears the sound before he feels it. He hears a... And he's just like... ah, And he's just... He's, he's kind of looking at this knife that's embedded itself in his shoulder. And he kind of... It staggers him. And he's kind of like... What? What? And he keeps trying to say something, but he can't settle on any kind of sentence all the way through. And he's, he's reeling. He's not sure what's going on. 
and he's starting to panic because he's remembered he's remembering people said there were intruders um and he also probably remembers that there was an assassin here a couple days ago yeah so he's like ah, ah. are you gonna only give him the two damage or because it's a critical hit does he get three that's your choice that's your call give him the three because like he has no match <laughs> So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you an option and you're only going to have one chance to do this. So you are going to either you can let him run because he's going to run. Like like the, I can't unless you believe that there's a reason he should be sticking around here. There is absolutely no way that I'm going to I I would suggest having this dude stay here because he's just been hit with a, a knife in the shoulder and there's yeah. an open door behind him. He, because of your distraction, it's unclear whether he would be able to really figure out who you two are. I'm not going to tell you he could or he couldn't. Like, things have been very confusing for him. But I am going to give you a shot. Because he's taken three damage, you can either let him run or you can try to incapacitate him. If you if you fail at the incapacitate, that's going to lead to combat. She's she's not been doing great on the rolls. I don't want to try my luck. I'm afraid this is probably going to be have to be someone that they let run. I'm going to give you one more option. You can send okay. You can send Anders after him, but he's going to be able to take a, take an action before Anders gets there. I I think that's I think that's just begging for trouble um i think let him run get the hell out of here i want to avoid engaging enemies as much as possible and i know this is going to come and bite me later but the the takedown didn't work he's spooked he's got a knife in his shoulder um yeah roll a flat 1d10 I got a nine. Cool. Okay. He he runs. He he takes off like a bat out of hell. In fact, he does something that he really should not do, which is he yanks the the knife out of no. his shoulder, and no. he is he is bleeding everywhere. the The only piece of luck he has is that it's a ceramic knife, so it's probably pretty clean. But otherwise, he is like bleeding all over the place, and he's tracking that blood out of the room, and he is running like there is no other way to run. And he is around the corner, and and he is gone. You do not hear any additional voices coming down this hall. Now I'm going to give you one final choice. You are now here with an unconscious body. You are here with a giant trail of blood. You are here with a man who has just been hit with... You're not here. I mean, he's gone now. There's a man who's just been hit with a knife. And you ha- you still have the tablet. You can either attempt to the hack one more time, and I will give you a way... I mean, I'll, I'll give you one more helping hand if you do. Or you can just bolt. And But I will tell you that bolting is not necessarily a great thing because this man is now running screaming down the hall out of this room <laughs> so so there is something to be said about um cockroaching right like not waiting until things die down a little bit before you go um running screaming <laughs> out of this room actually there's something to be said about the way you leave this room as well well this has gone so well already uh she hands the tablet to Anders like got any ideas and she tells him how many characters it's between uh, and then she also suggests they should carefully leave the room uh, and what was the DC on the knowledge roll I gave you? Was it 8 or was it 10? I feel like it was higher. Okay, so it was 10? Something like that, yeah. Oh, we got very lucky. Um, oh. I rolled a 13. Oh my goodness! So Anders thinks about it for a second, and he looks over to you, and he's like, I think I know what this is. And he types the word beautiful into the tablet. Of course! And a green light comes on, and the case opens up. 
and there's no explosion or traps or anything like that. Oh, thank God. What do you do? First of all, give a, offer a crisp high five to Anders because that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, Caro is doing this to cover up the fact she's kicking herself, as I am in real life, uh, that she did not get that password because, oh, they've been saying it so much. Um, uh, so yeah, she offers a crisp high five and it's up to Anders whether he takes that or not. <laughs> he definitely does. Anders retrieves his knife. He he wipes it off on the um, fallen gentleman and he places it back in, into his boot. So yeah, Caro kind of inspects and makes sure that if she puts her hand into the footlocker, nothing bad is going to happen. Like there's no like needles, there's no, I don't know, tripwires, there's no like secondary thing that could be triggered if she just, you know, if she tries to investigate the inner part of this footlocker. It's perfectly safe. You find a bunch of clothes and you find a bunch of like assorted sundries, but I'm going to say that you're perceptive enough and you're paying enough attention at this point that you find two slips of digital paper. And on those slips of digital paper, you see a dossier and you see two names and you and the names are ambrosia hunter and edit russell on that dossier you you see sort of a amount of time and one says six months and the other says nine months you see a bunch of notes under there. Nothing that you can read. It's all in this, like, mostly incomprehensible shorthand. Um, but you can tell that it's stuff about the cult. And you see a... You see a logo. And that logo... You can't quite piece together where you've seen it before, but you know huh. that it's a newspaper. And you are able to piece together um, with a little bit of intuition um, that Ambrosia Hunter and Edit Russell are reporters. And you know that they are here. And now you know exactly what they look like. Excellent. New friends, new beautiful friends. When you look at Edit Russell's picture, You notice something really interesting. She has a kind of a unique haircut. It's this undercut that you recognize because it was on the person who was recently killed. Dun dun dun. knife a day keeps the doctors at bay and you know just about everyone else <laughs> faultless logic there 